You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Welcome back to the SA Weekly Talk Show. Mike Callahan here once again, bringing you content executable in your service business for service autopilot. So one of the things we're going to be diving into today is unleashing some of the unknown features inside service autopilot. So there's a couple features that um, many of the general user base are unaware of, or if they're aware of them, they don't understand how to utilize them. So I'm going to dive in and show you three or four major features that if you are unaware of them, how they can absolutely build um, huge value in your business and start buying time back. So without any further delay, I'm just going to check on my phone here just to make sure that we are live. If you're watching on the live stream, um, if you can just make a quick comment to let me know, you can hear the audio, but it looks like we are good. So I'm going to stick my phone here just to make sure. But in normal fashion, uh, I'm going to pop this out and dive in. So one of the features here that I'm going to recommend that you look at is under scheduling. We have the um, original calendar feature. Now, this feature is viewable to every service autopilot user. Now, in this test account, I'm not sure if I actually have any jobs in here, but this is going to allow you to dial into your day, your week, and your month view. Um, and also a timeline. So you can actually see some of our test clients here in these areas. So great view, nothing wrong with it. But if you're looking to take your scheduling to the next level, especially if you're in home cleaning or irrigation or different estimators need to be timed out in blocks, this is a huge feature. So this is the, the I'm going to say the basic version of your calendar scheduling. Where I'm going to go into is kind of demystify the very unknown feature of service autopilot. So under scheduling, you have the option for dispatch calendars. So um, this is quote unquote unbeta, but this has been around several years. Uh, what you need to do is if you don't have this feature, I'm going to dive into is you need to call service autopilot support. I believe you need to watch maybe a quick video. If they don't require the video to turn this on, highly recommend going into uh, the help tab here down at the bottom and grabbing that how-to video. But this is a really, really interesting play uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to demystify it. Then I'm going to show you how to customize it. And then I'm going to show you some additional um, tips and tricks of the things you may want to see in your lawn care or home cleaning or irrigation business. But this is really big uh, if it needs to be booked in a time slot or you want to see your availability. So uh, on the left here, we've got our resources and teams. So if, once you click on them, they start to show up. I'm going to also put our unassigned. So if you have jobs on it to an unassigned uh, area here, we can have those in here. So I'm going to open this up so uh, hopefully we can pull up that same uh, basic view that we had uh, with some of those jobs that were already dispatched. So um, right here, you can see these two. So these are two jobs between 9.30 and 11 o'clock. So that's based on the time slot they've been scheduled. So I'm going to see if I can pull out uh, a couple more crews here just to see uh, what that looks like. All right. So what you've got here is um, the ability to go in and block out time. So in order to set this up, uh, I'm going to pull up another window of service autopilot here and show you how I got this to look like this. Because when you first open this up, this is not uh, the view that you get. So as a certified advisor, when you go out and set this up for folks, um, these are some of the steps that we teach them how to do and we do it for them. But basically that gear icon here, we're going in and we're doing our time slot complete with a couple of typos here. Uh, time slot resources. So this is the dispatch calendar resource view. 
So what we've done is that Monday through Friday, we're doing half hour increments all the way through from 8.30 all the way out to 7.30 p.m. So how you would do that is going in and add a time slot and we would select the days of the week that we want those time slots available. So maybe you work half days on Saturdays, we would also add that in. So I'm gonna go in and say, I, we want uh, Saturdays and we're gonna start those appointments at 8 a.m. So maybe you have weekend uh, estimates that are in person for design build and we're only gonna go out till noon. So we're gonna go in and put that in here and plug that in. Now time slots, uh, you can do half hour, hour, two, four, six and eight hour blocks. So that's the slot that you would schedule in here. So once that's set up, we would hit save and we would go in and set that up. Um, so I can actually add that in here just so uh, we can add that in and kind of see what happens. So now we have those time slots in there. So that's the first piece of the scheduling dispatch calendar. If you're joining us late, once again, this is a quote unquote beta feature, but it's been around seven years uh, or a few, a few years, six or seven years, I'm, I'm assuming. But uh, the idea is you, you need to get this turned on and watch a video. Um, We've used it for several years as well as teach other people to use it. So it's definitely functioning. It doesn't have uh, the quirkiness of a beta product for sure. Uh, but what we're doing is we're going into that dispatch calendar now and you need to select your, when you click on your resources or teams right here, it pulls them up. So now I can see what I've got from 9.30 to 10. Now I can also go in and manually add a job um, and click that in. So I can go in and say, I want a reoccurring job on every, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever this is, this one right here is a Friday. Um, and we can do the resource or week view, but I'm in the resource view per day. So if I went and did a reoccurring um, weekly or biweekly cleaning, it would pop into the spots if it was available. So I'm going to go in and just add a one-time job just to show you. So it pulls up very similar. It's going to look just like your dispatch board, uh, but we're going to go in and plug that data in. So very similar. There's no retraining, uh, but this gives you the granularity of both views. Um, so I'm gonna, the only difference here is I got to go in and select a client. And is there a contract or no contract? Is it part of the pool and lawn contract? Is it a test contract? Nope, not part of a contract. So that's going to allow us to build that out. Now, if it is part of a contract, that's not going to affect this. But then the rate and budgeted time, you need to enter those, but it's not going to bill it out. That's going to be part of the installment, but we still want the rate and budgeted time for the data points into our reporting. So what I would do is go in and uh, let's just say this is going to be our lawn mowing and it's assigned to me. Um, and then I'm going to put a rate in of say $50 a cut. And if I'm charging 50 bucks an hour, the budgeted time for one person would be one hour. So we're going to say based on that, it bumped out between 8 and 9 a.m. I could override this, but I'm going to stick with that time and then hit save. So now that's going to go in and update the calendar in that block of time that was open on the calendar. So this is a really powerful tool to get that in that um, dispatch calendar here, as you can see. Now you're wondering probably what some of these um, things look like here. So I'm gonna pull out the legend here. Uh, a lot of it's very similar to the dispatch board, uh, but same things as scheduled, scheduled new, dispatched, completed, canceled, and skipped and invoiced. So these are pretty much all of the same uh, visual icons on the dispatch calendar is the same as the dispatch board, okay? And this is show scheduled resources. So that's this little avatar here. And we've got the rest of the priorities, job notes, 
overlapping time slots so this will go in. So if you can see, I overbooked this based on the time here. So that is theirs. That gives you the ability to say, hey, have I overbooked this? And then conflict days. So if we're doing fertilization one day and we need to go out and do another scheduled job, we don't want the two crews conflicting. We can have conflict days. Um, and in addition, we can toggle the map. So I'm going to show you how to open this up and actually pull this out in the map. Now your colors here, you're probably wondering, what does the red and the green mean? So you've got um, must confirm products, open slot, open slot text, overlapping, overlapping text, one-time jobs. This is a one-time job versus a reoccurring. So if you're in uh, a reoccurring scenario like cleaning, this would be really helpful as a visual clue as you're looking at this. So um, want to say what's up to Matthew Schneider. What's up, brother? Hopefully you get some snow there a little south of us. Uh, not much in New York right now, upstate. Uh, so hopefully you guys are getting a little bit of snow and keeping you guys busy. Uh, Tim Gramsoff coming in a little late. What is the best, uh, what is the benefit of using this over the dispatch board? Well, Tim, this is just another visual view. So this gives you all the same ability of the dispatch board. But if you have things that have had to be booked out in time slots reoccurring at one time for like an estimator, design build, things like that, this gives you a nice visual clue. So it's a nice opportunity to click back and forth. Uh, Tim, what I know about your business this may not be beneficial for you unless you actually need to book time slots out, but it's a great tool that most people are unaware of. So we've got that here. Now you're going to be looking at it here and you're like, well, Mike, what if I want to show more on these? We call them cards. Um, I'm going to show you how to do that. So we're going to go into the more tab and we're going to go and customize the card. So this is pretty cool. A uh, customer we worked with last uh, week as a certified advisor wanted to know if um, their cleaning company or their service company had a key to the, the fence gate of the house. I forget what it was, but the idea was that uh, we had to have a key to get into part of the property. So we were able to go in and customize the card to have a visual clue based on required a key for entry or no entry. Um, so we'll go in and grab that here. Let me see. Let's see if I can update this. The kids are on the internet upstairs working from home. So the internet has been spotty at best, but let me, uh, let me refresh this out here. So dispatch calendar, get that to load up. And then under the more tab, we're going in to customize the cards. And when we go in to customize the cards, we can make it small, medium, and large. So we've got the default right now is set to small cards. I'm going to recommend going to the extra large card. And then we can change our color codings from the legend here and the text color. But the thing I wanted to show you is you can show how many rows. I'm going to recommend three. So what we're going to show is a service, the client, the map code, and this one's empty. So what if I had, we want to do budgeted time and maybe instead of the map code, I want to go in and all my custom fields are in here. Um, so maybe you want to know the dog's name or is there a key or what, what, whatever that looks like. Um, but we can plug in our custom fields in here so we give our technicians the opportunity to know the dog's name or the gate code or whatever that is. Um, by default, this is to budgeted hours, the amount of the job, and the approximate mileage. So you can, you can definitely um, change that out uh, in different areas here. So it gives you some different granularity to show what you want to show to your technicians and not show your technicians. This is a really um, huge thing in my opinion. So now that... Um, we have that. We're going to go in and bump some of these crews out here. And you can see this is, this is exponentially gotten larger. So that's like, that's a great feature in my opinion, um, that's highly underutilized and most people just don't know about it. So in this test account, I've got some crazy addresses, but the other idea is like when we go up here to this little, um, 
pin here. We can show the map just like in the dispatch calendar or dispatch board, and we can do all the same features. So now we have this little map icon here. We can click on that, and I believe this is uh, some significant non-billable drive time here. I believe these two counts, one's out in Seattle, Washington, and the other one's in San Diego or something like that. So let me zoom out. But as you can see, we've got one in Seattle. Uh, and they want to get out of the rainy weather. So they're going to go uh, hop out to the San Francisco uh, for their second job. But obviously, if this is in your area, this is a fictitious test account. Uh, you can see that same granularity to optimize and um, still drop the pins, group selections, and see all the information that you see on the dispatch board. So just a great view um, if you're booking time slots. Now, in addition, I can go out and I can complete all these jobs right here when it's ready. I can dispatch and um, go into uh, canceling dispatch. So we can go in and dispatch and handle all that. We can open them up on the fly. Now, the other interesting thing is maybe um, in lawn care, you have waiting list jobs. So another unknown fact is we can go in and take our ones off the, well, we can actually leave these on here. And then we can go in and say, based on these waiting list jobs, I can hit the map icon here. Um, if these test accounts actually had addresses, I could see Let's see if they're in here. If I actually had addresses on these waiting list jobs, they would populate in with my existing pins. So it gives you great granularity of your waiting list jobs. But the cool thing is now on this residential crew here, a uh, one-time job, I can pull this in and drag and drop. And now basically I can go out and dispatch and route that one-time job. So that is a, a key way of going in uh, to take this job and literally dragging and dropping that over. So I'm going to pull that back over. But um, that's another great feature that you have with Service Autopilot Scheduling Dispatch Calendar. Those are the main features. Uh, we got the ability here uh, to filter jobs and refresh jobs as well. So a um, lot of unknown factors there for sure that I wanted to touch on. So the next unknown factor is really under Teams Employees. Now, doing Service Autopilot setups, um, probably over 20 now in the last two weeks, 17 or 18 we did last week uh, for service autopilot clients where we set up the whole system for them and trained them how to use it, um, particularly to their industry and their workflow and their services to customize that is um, if we went into our test uh, employee in here, we would go in under the edit tab. Now, if you are in service autopilot and the owner of the business, you should already have user roles and rights, but otherwise you need to go up to the gear icon, user roles and rights, and put in accounting access because what we're going to be doing is diving into um, under user roles and rights. We're looking at the um, payroll job costing information, and that is going to give us the ability to figure out their labor with labor burden. So before I really hop in there, um, this is one of our sheets where we use to figure out our average wage per division. Um, that's not what we're focusing on here. We don't care about the average here. We want to care about their labor burden calculation. So in this cheat sheet here, uh, basically we'd be plugging in, we'd call our, our payroll company and get these, our share, our FICA, unemployment, state unemployment, workers' comp, liability, vacation pay, holiday pay, health insurance, so on. If it's applicable to business, you put in here as a percentage of the dollar. She kicks it out. It's 0.19, so it's 19% labor burden. So we're, what you're paying your folks plus the labor burden. So we would plug in, let's just say, um, this test employee is being paid 15 bucks an hour. So the sheet does is it figures out the, the uh, based on your hourly rate of each employee. So you'd fill out 
this box right here every time you brought in an employer gave a raise but we want our hourly rate with burden and ot rate with burden and we're going to go in now and hit edit so let me see if we can get this to populate here and once this loads we're going to go in um and update the payroll job costing information so it's going to be at the third or fourth tab in and it's going to say uh, payroll job costing. We're going to go in and look at that and uh, update the hourly wage. And then we're going to do the labor with labor burden. Um, for some reason, the internet here is going a little bit slow. So we'll give this a hot minute to load. But uh, while we're doing that, waiting for that to happen, we've got our labor with labor burden. Um, so some people are going to wonder, well, why, why would we want to put that inside service autopilot if we're not doing payroll? Well, that's a great question because most people... Um, that aren't using service autopilot for payroll tracking and logging in and logging out um, don't see the need. So this is an unknown feature of the system. In my opinion, it should be utilized even if you're not using payroll because it's a data point for reporting. So no data in, no data out, almost as worse as bad data in, bad data out. So what we're looking at here is um, going in to a screenshot here I have um, of how we go out and show people how to non-emotionally raise their prices into their side service autopilot. This is a job costing report, but I'm not really getting into how to raise your prices, but there are um, two basic factors in here I want to focus on, and they will populate um, in the under reports, the little, uh, looks like a little toaster oven. It's called job cost summary. This is an export of what this looks like. Now we've automated this whole process, but this is the easiest way to see it. Um, is right here, it says labor cost and drive time cost effect. So in this test account, if we had fictitiously plugged in and out through the mobile phone of the start and stop times of each job and the clocking in out of the drive time or the non-billable time, this would give us a labor cost with labor and labor burden and a drive time cost of labor with labor burden. So it gives you a very non-emotional look at your labor cost with burden on the job and your labor cost uh, with burden on non-billable time as well as drive effect cost. So this is going to show the drive effect cost, but you can also go in uh, building some custom reports under the main automation or, or uh, reporting center and go in and actually uh, filter down uh, the different parts of that report. And if I got a minute or two, I'll show you that at the end of the show because it's actually pretty interesting because you can track your office time, your drive time, your on-site time, and just your general non-billable time. Um, and that really is, is, is priceless information, which is really an unknown um, thing that you could look at. So once again, we figured out our labor with labor burden. So this gentleman's making 15, set, 15 bucks, labor with labor burden, 1785, and a OT rate burden of 2678. So what we're going to do is go into the employee payroll job costing. I'm going to pick the compensation type as hourly. I'm going to plug his rate in. So if we're giving raises this year, folks, this is something we need to be doing. Um, it's unknown secret to SA, but once it's there, then you have the power of all the data that comes off it for reporting and transparency of your numbers. Resource pin here is if you're using SA for a wall clock, that is going to be uh, their passcode to type in. So hourly rate, we're just taking that from the job costing uh, overhead recovery sheet we have here. 1785 and 2678. So I'll just round those up just for this example, but I'm going to say this is 1785 and 2678. So that's OT time and a half uh, with that.
So we have our hourly rate with burden, hourly rate time and a half. That is going to be the information now that's going to come in right here. If and only if they're clocking in out of the mobile. So I highly recommend it. It's worth a few bucks a month for each crew to have this. Each person on the team doesn't have to have a mobile, but just the crew. But now you have a labor cost tracking, a drive time cost effect there. So that is um, kind of secret number two that most people don't know about because if you're not running payroll, well, you, you wouldn't know about it. So that's another huge thing. Want to say what's up to Lisa? How you doing, Lisa? Um, but any other comments or questions around this, more than happy to um, dial that in. And while I'm on the subject here, I want to just take a quick look um, at the basically the simple growth uh, service blueprint, because as we're talking about data in and data out to drive to that report, uh, we should be having at most services, at least a base price. So fictitiously in the lawn care example, or cleaning example below, uh, our base price is 45 bucks up to 5,000 square feet or in the cleaning is 145 for weekly cleaning up to 1200. We should have a desired dollar per hour charge and an expense per hour break even. So what we're doing is we're saying for 45 bucks, we cover the mobile and edge and stick edge 5,000 square feet. We're charging 45 bucks. It should be taking 20 minutes or 0.33 man hours. So this is the other kind of unknown fact before I dive into the third one is this is based on one person uh, doing the job. So if you have a two person crew, this doesn't matter. This is, the pricing matrix is always based on one person and fictitiously we're making a profit of 33 bucks and a 73% net profit margin. Then every thousand over the base, is an additional 275 per thousand, 0.05 man hours, and a dollar eighty break even before profit. Same example in uh, your cleaning industry. So you want to break these down on a blueprint. How we do it in simple growth is we take it out here, we blueprint and then implement. You don't want to blimp immense and implement and blueprint at the same time because that's where data entry and calculations can be screwed up and you can be losing money inadvertently. Now the next thing is we take that blueprint. And I've taken some screenshots here. So we have the service, the turf square footage is the um, custom field. So before you build these out, we need to go out and build custom fields. So remember on the dispatch calendar, I can tie into custom fields or on the dispatch board. And I can see, okay, based on that, I have X amount of square footage or I need X amount of gallons of product or whatever that may be. Maybe um, in the cleaning industry requires a ladder or Bush trimming requires a lot of those things can be on that dispatch calendar visible to you. But we're taking our top five lines from the previous sheet here and we're just copying them down. And then the bottom five lines transfer over. So this is your blueprint guide for success. And where I'm bringing this all together is now we can track our daily versus actual wins, our budgeted time versus actual. And were we over or under percentage? So in this example, we were literally 5.75 hours over budget. So that budgeted time goes in to track your daily wins and losses daily and weekly. We can tie that into public accountability on a dry erase board or chalkboard or TV here, where we do our percent of budget with a quality score. If you're using Martha Woodward's quality-driven software, that's a great way to tie that in here. And then the main thing is when we're raising prices or doing price increases, if we have budgeted time in there, it's going to produce a time variance and a budgeted dollar per hour. And those are the variables along with the labor costs and drive time costs and the payroll. Those are all the variables you need for successful rate to successfully raise your price and, and analysis, have an analysis. If we're making $57 and 30 cents on average uh, on a job, 
and our goal is 60. This is telling us we need to raise our price by $2.56. So folks, in my opinion, we don't want to go out and raise prices wholesale. We want to go out and individually use once or twice a year, run a report like this, but you need those different data points to have a clear look at what actually is going on. And that will help you there. So last thing I got to show you here is I'm going to go back into that dispatch. Um, well, actually I'll go, I'll go back to the dispatch jobs. Um, but this is the same exact button on the dispatch calendar. So most folks are running the dispatch board right now. Uh, another unknown fact um, is up in the more tab here. Under assigned teams, we've got all of our employees here. And our default here is if Chad and Mike were on MoCrew 1, but let's say Chad couldn't work today, uh, he called in, I can swing Chad off and I can swing Dylan in with me. What that's going to do when you update this here is it's going to, on the fly, update the assignments and the budgeted hours. So if Dylan couldn't cover me and I'm running solo today, it's going to adjust the budgeted time. So this is the main reason when you go out and use that pricing matrix here. So when you're talking about um, the matrices here, why is it based on one person? Well, this is it because in a service industry, we really never know who's coming or going each day. Things change. Or maybe we have two crews that show up at a property. We want to load all four of them onto one, one resource or both resources could clock in at the same time. It could be split or multiple different times. There's different variables, but this gives you the ability really quickly for you or your manager to go in and drag and drop resources if you need to change things on the fly in the morning. And it updates those budgeted times and assignments. And as you're doing that, the dispatch board is where we dispatch and route um, but in that area, if we go to the closeout day screen, the most important part of the screen is we're going to have start and stop times right here. So if we're from 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., that would be in there automatically from the mobile. And if they're clocking in out of the drive time, the drive time associated would be there. And when we click the little clock here, we can see what resources were assigned. And these are automatically updated. Uh, if we dispatch these jobs after we go in here, because that's going to update those. So that's going to give you that granularity. But the last thing we're looking at is we're always making sure we got a start and stop time. We can double check the resource, a budgeted time and a price. And then the final kind of um, demystification of this process here is under columns, there is certain things if you're watching this, I'm going to highly recommend as a business unit owner that scaled a seven figure business, industry specific here for lawn care and snow removal, uh, but this plays perfectly for cleaning as well. Uh, but we use Service Autopilot to scale that business. And these were some of the tools that allowed us to have success and not go through trial and error. But we want to be able to go in and hit variance is a big one. We want to have actual hours because everything's being based on one person. So if it's a two-person crew, it will update the actual time. And we also want to go in maybe and pull up... Um, different custom fields. So if I had one for turf square footage or home square footage, we could plug that in and that would drop it up here. So now we've got all the information we need. We've got some other icons like the phone icon here for call aheads. And once again, you've got the same legend as you did in the dispatch calendar, um, but that's going to give you that granularity once again, and it's the same exact thing. So there's no additional learning curve to jump back and forth. So what view you like is the way to go. And then um, the last thing here is once we have all this set up and this is the view you like each day, well, you don't need to go in and click columns and, and set this up. Uh, you can go in and create a view. And this could be my SA weekly view. Now, the only 
Um, warning I'm going to say to this is if you set this up when you sign in as a business owner or manager, um, this is only going to show under each logged in user. So if I set it up, Dylan and Chad and the Simple Grow team would not see this view. So this needs to be set up per user. Um, but this is another great tip or trick. Um, and we can set them up as little tabs so we can click into them. So you may have a lawn mowing tab, a fertilizing tab with all these different variables. Because on the mowing, you may not want to, you may not need to know the square footage, but on the fertilization, you may, because that could be your projection of how much materials you need to put on each truck uh, or for you need for the day. And you can actually project out for the next couple of weeks or month or per round how much square footage you have based on materials. You could pre-order materials and do a budget versus actual projection of materials. So these are some of the really unknown. Um, things inside service auto file at that I thought I would go in and demystify. So once again, I want to thank you, Matthew, Tim, and Lisa for hanging out on the SA weekly talk show. Any comments or questions drop below. I will be watching this thread here on Facebook for the next 24 to 40 hours to answer your questions. And we're going to be bringing in some other expert speakers, um, as we normally do. But, um, I thought it was really important to spend the last few weeks here to really dive in and start focusing on the things inside the software that are going to create instrumental changes in your business, your life, and really put your business on autopilot with Service Autopilot. So we'll see you again on the SA Weekly Talk Show next week, 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Mike Callahan right here on the SA Weekly Talk Show. We'll see you next week. Everybody have a great weekend. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.